Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio. This is episode 62. Can you believe it's 62, guys? I think we're in season 62. 5. Season 5, yeah. episode 2. Um, yeah. Again, we're syndicated. I'd like to, I'd like to just reiterate that we're syndicated. We are... <laughs> Definitely after Matlock now. I've, I've watched. I've seen us. I've I've heard that we're uh, the Golden Girls of Mech podcasts. So that's good. That's awesome. Uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's high praise. Yeah, actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is. Uh, did I say this is a jump ship? It is. Um, this is where we talk about nothing for a little bit before the actual show starts. Yeah. This is the banter part of the section. Do I get to be Rose? <laughs> you can be Rose. Be. I want to be Sophia. <laughs> I want to be the guy who was the maintenance guy. No, you're definitely be Arthur. Oh, <laughs> isn't the maintenance? Oh, wait, that's that's one day at a time. At least Someone not... can be uh, Burt Reynolds. I think shows up. <laughs> at least uh, none of us are Blanche. Yeah. Blanche. <laughs> oh, I want I want to be Blanche. I don't know. You're not she promiscuous was... enough. <laughs> oh, well, Blanche was the who's the salty one? I think Sophia was the salty one. Okay. <laughs> They're all a little salty. Anyways, enough of this clap. Thank track. you for joining us for the Golden Girl podcast. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the Golden Golden MR Golden Girl MR Mobile Radio. We are <laughs> gonna have a good show, I think. Like, share, subscribe. I'll say it here because we always forget to say it at the end. Please comment yep. below. Tell us which Golden oh, yeah. Girl you are. <laughs> we, we're 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 multi plat we're multi platform now. What what mech would a Golden Girl pilot? There we go. That's a that's a roundtable topic. Yeah, <laughs> we're never gonna have. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's get on to the uh, the dropship. Might as well get out of this. Do I'm we... Brian. <laughs> oh, we never introduced ourselves, did we? <laughs> oh, well. It's on. Yeah. It's right there. All our names are right it's, there. It's all way, there. It, we're, his. We're way that's past his. That. That's mine. He got it. <laughs> Wow, I'm a terrible host. I was <laughs> waiting for my cue. <laughs> terrible host. Oh well, dropship. Here we go. Dropship landing. Welcome to the dropship. My name's Rob. <laughs> I'm Brian. <laughs> and I guess I'm Chopper. <laughs> We're uh, the dropship is sponsored. We have a sponsor for this segment. It is sponsored by That's The true. Madness of John Bear Ross. Uh, visit patreon.com slash John Bear Ross or search John Bear Ross and Tribes at mini, mini, my mini factory. Why can't I say that? Uh, dot com. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's doing one full-size 28-millimeter mech per month and more. He's, it's a and lot more. of cool stuff. Actually, there's a preview. He's got some good stuff. He's got a preview of what he's doing next month. It's a... Uh, I, I, I don't know much about 40k, but this thing looks evil, and it's got two, double chainsaw clawed <laughs> hands. So, like you do. But uh, this is the kind of stuff you're looking for. You want some? Uh, I think they're knights. Pat, are they knights? Uh, I've been saw out of 40k, but yes, uh, if it's a, a giant so. robot kind of mechy thing, it's probably it's probably a knight. It's not, definitely not uh, a titan. Well, <laughs> this thing's got chainsaws and dual chainsaws and dual flamethrowers. So. And it's got a crazy head with all these horns on it, as everybody who's watching the podcast can see. Yes. But anyways, uh, yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, not those two. I could see it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you want that kind of stuff, yeah, check out Jean Bear Ross. Uh, Dropship is what we're working on. So, uh, guys, I know, Pat, you've had some issues, so you're not working on Yes. Them. No. Uh, so uh, I guess I will start then since you I'm going to be very, well, yeah. very quick. So a couple of weeks ago, and it was a week ago, maybe a week ago, we had a really big storm, tornadoes, just flooding. Mm. The city is Chicago flooded, and so did my basement. Oh. And so I am not been able to work on anything because I have been slowly drying stuff out and kind of putting things back in order. It wasn't super, super damaging, but there was a lot of stuff that I had to do and pick up off the ground. You weren't about sure. to uh, wade through water to go work on your... Uh, no, and... Uh, that was probably compressor going in the water. Well, it was a little, it was a little bit exacerbated because one of my sump pumps went out. Yeah. Ah. So my my lone sump wow. pump couldn't keep up. Uh, the video of like the the Chicago River is it Chicago River? Is that what it's called? Yeah. 
Chicago uh, River. Where the uh, all the what is it? Uh, restaurants along the edge, all of them underwater. Yeah, the Riverwalk restaurants were all underwater. So yeah. it was a pretty bad flood. Oh boy! And, and there was pretty bad rain. So. Shooting out of the uh, water, shooting out of the uh, manhole covers, just flying in the air. And oh yeah, those are the streets that were over over the river. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, wow. Yeah, we had actually. Uh, if you were listening to this, uh, we've already put that out, but there was a uh, episode that we were supposed to record at the time, but Pat was going to die. <laughs> so oh, we yeah. didn't record oh, it. So there we was, recorded that it was later. The, yeah, that was the day we did had four tenos in, in the area. Yeah. But uh, do, do listen to 61.5 where we uh, talk about uh, kaiju versus mech. I think it's that way yes. around. I always mix, mix up if it's mechs versus kaiju or kaiju versus mechs, but listen yeah. to the show and find out. Uh, Brian, have you been working on anything? Um, well, uh, I've been kind of in a weird space of, space of gearing up for projects, <laughs> as it were. Uh, I've actually got a lot coming onto the hobby table, including a mecha-related uh, project, which is uh, for Deads on the Podcast. Uh, Rick and I have Shameless split up plug. one of the the new dead zone um, starter packs, the, the ones that's a staring and plague. And so I'm, I'm finally getting a move on with my, my Asterians, uh, of, of which I'm, I'm planning to paint them up um, basically as, as a trotty. That always kind of been my plan. That makes sense. Uh, nice. the, the, the downside is that starter set like only has like the marionettes, which are in the context of, of the Warpath universe, like it's their little robot drone type guys, which is a good fit. Um, but I plan to have the ciphers be kind of the, the battle pods uh, because they have a little bit more variety of, of like specialized units and stuff like that. Uh, so I've got kind of the paint scheme for uh, the battle pods being the ciphers and kind of that line of, of um, units and then the marionettes I've kind of decided to do it with um, in some of the original Macross and Robotech, there was uh, like a pink mm. and purple uh, outfit for the Zentradi as like a, a battle suit. And like, there's a green style one, but I won't lie. I have a lot of green models that are painted yeah. green. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a little cigarette. I just want a little bit more variety, and I really haven't done much with like a pink and violet. Yeah. Uh, so, so I've got that uh, kind of planned, and then I, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for Ota Sora, who's kind of a, a hero character that came in the box. Are you gonna add some um, spectras in there? I, w for the project, I'm just doing the box, okay. but I do have a spectra and and a whole bunch of other minis that I, I plan to probably pile on to this this project so i actually have a nice fieldable uh asterian list um and uh and with that uh to kind of help with that project i actually did pick up um the new uh army painter speed paints uh the 2.0 set mm. uh it it's kind of the, the the base starter one with kind of your primary colors and whatnot yeah i have uh, the the mega set so all of them oh nice um but uh, it, it's it'll be my first time using the speed paints and and that kind of style. Like I, I've used contrast paints, but I've never kind of done it out of a dropper. So um, I'm yeah. I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. I guess the 2.0 uh, also they don't. Uh, the problem with the 1.0 it reactivated a bit. You had to be careful. Yes. 2.0 doesn't that's, reactivate. That's what so. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So that I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I've heard a lot of good things about Army Paint. I love and the, the I regular. Paint line I, I yeah. really like. So I love their I love their con or their speed paints. Yeah, mm -hmm. I use them to paint my Armada army. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've used them and, on Max. Uh, I think they're over there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that that's kind of uh, the the big thing on on the hobby side. I I also think I finally got figured out what's been going wrong with my uh, my three D printer, in that the the tube has been sliding out of the, the hot end, yep. creating a gap, which has been creating clogs and yeah. I had that problem. Makes it under extrude. So gotta figure out how to solve that. Uh, but that's a tomorrow that's a problem for tomorrow, Brian. Yeah. Um, so um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of what I have coming up on on my hobby table as it were. 
Um, but uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be kicking that up that project off here pretty soon. So, and um, yeah, looking forward to it. Nice. As for myself, I got bored and I printed a uh, 132 millimeter rifleman slash destroyed, and uh, I took a bunch of different 3D files and combined them together because I like the guns from one and legs from one and torso from another. So he turned out pretty good. I wish he was taller. He's a little short because uh, he doesn't quite scale. He's probably 15 millimeter scale, I would think. He's not quite 28 millimeter scale, so. He could be a little bit bigger. That's my only uh, complaint about him, but he's fun. And, uh, yeah, so that's all I've been doing. It's, uh, for some reason, I haven't been 3D printing much, and I haven't been doing any other hobbies. So. Oh, I know why. I was doing, uh, it, my project was doing Brian's uh, Warpath. Uh... <laughs> Brian, would you explain what your Warpath, uh, what is it called? I guess I... <laughs> I'm just describing it. <laughs> The ten year anniversary thing? <laughs> no, your uh your three D printed thing. It's back here somewhere. I have to find it. Vamp. <laughs> Vamp. Oh, it's hidden behind the green door. It was. Oh, here it is. What Warpath <laughs> thing is do you do you not remember? Oh, oh, the... oh. Brian, you made it. The Dead Zone the podcast. Like that would have Yeah, the uh I, I had designed a, a... The carrying case, like a little travel case for, uh, you know, tokens and dice and stuff like that for, uh, you know, sponsored for the Dead Zone, the podcast and, and whatnot. Just a fun little project. Uh, these Rick and Rob are crazy and did it with resin. It's, it's heavy. I had to buy I had to buy special magnets. It is much stronger than it. Uh, they ha- Normal magnets don't cut it when you're using resin. <laughs> And and really, even with FDM, like it, it took me a while to get mine printed. Um, but uh, yeah, it if if you do decide to pick this up, it's uh, we have it up on Cults 3D, um, and uh, it, it's a it's a fun little case. But if you do print it full size, you will need some decently strong magnets. Um, True Earth to, magnets is what to you hold need. it together. I have I have a lot of. Uh neodymium magnets but i had to buy special big neodymium magnets for that thing so yeah i've um i'm probably gonna continue to toy with uh other ways to really kind of keep the lid on it yeah like some Um, kind of like latch or something that'd be kind of cool like a hinge yeah i don't know if i'm that ambitious yeah i wonder if you could uh do it so you just 3d print it and it all comes together i know you could do that with fdm sometimes where you, you just have all the bits in there and it automatically just prints the right, uh, all the, uh, the, I think, I think the trick is, as it were. yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, the, the trick would be just kind of the design of it, like making sure that it fits because one side is definitely taller than the other. Yeah. Um, but, uh, other ways of like maybe like sliding. So mm. like there's little kind of grooves that kind yeah. of hook the, the top That's and then that idea. way, the magnets would be a lot, you know, wouldn't have to be as strong because they just need to be held in place. Even if it says friction, bit. yeah, friction would just hold it. Yeah. Because I, so, I printed up a battery case for something I made, and it, it was, yeah, it was just friction. You just slid it right in, and it just stayed. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably tinker with that. And, and if you do uh, pick up the, the uh, you know, decide to make the purchase on that, uh, you know, I, I will include any future... Uh, upgrades and updates to to this to, to make it and improve it and make it better so yeah it's a it was a fun little project that i'm probably going to continue to tinker with yeah we'll put a uh, link to in the show notes so you can okay. anybody wants to pick it up uh i think that's it for uh, dropship we haven't nothing happened really that's why i mentioned that because uh <laughs> we were you know had something to talk about um we will jump into Comstar once again. I hope we have something to talk I about. Will, I will say, since we are still kind of in the dropship, my Neo Zhang box took a hit. Oh, no. oh it got a little uh, squished? I wouldn't say it got a little squished. It got soaked and just collapsed. Well, it was probably oh, on the, no. Was it on the floor? It was on the floor. Well, the thing is so big, though, I have no place to put it other than the floor. Until recently, you had a lot of stuff on the floor. Luckily, you moved it up. Yeah. yeah. Like, you had a lot of boxes that were just piled up. Like, lucky you got your shelves together and put stuff in there because you would have had a lot major losses instead of just uh, boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, on that sad note, 
Let us move to Comstar. Rip, rip uh, the new Zhang box. <laughs> Sing us out, Brian. Message from Comstar. Welcome to Comstar. This is where we talk movies, TV shows, uh, comic books, RPGs, video games. I haven't been doing much. I've been playing a bit of Warframe, which is fun. Turn-based game. Brian turned me on, who's never played it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Warframe or, or it's a Warframe? Uh, What's it called? No, it's called. What's the, it called? The, You've confused me now. Uh, Warframe's the RPG, right? Or the tabletop game. No, it's called. Uh... <laughs> Gun, Gunframe is the tabletop thing uh, I'll be talking about later. Yes, it is Warframe then, is it? War. Warborn? No, it's um. Warborn? No, something like that. Anyways. Something like, I think it's Warborn. I think it is Warborn. Turn-based game yeah. that is, it's pretty fun. And uh, I've been playing Yes, that. it is Warborn. <laughs> See? I was there. I was halfway there. Uh, I'm also continue on. Uh, I did uh, find something on the YouTubes called Mobile Suit Gundam Requiem for Vengeance. It seems kind of official. It's weird. I think I, it is. I think it is an official uh, release coming up. It's it, But it's a U.S. production. Yeah, and it's and it's like uh, all 3D animated Gundam. Yeah, so everyone that wanted us, you know, a new version of Gundam Igloo, <laughs> here's, it is. here's your chance. Well, I hope it's good then. It reminds me of um, uh, what is it called? The uh, Final Fantasy Spirits. What was it? Remember Spirits that? Within. Yeah, oh, that movie, the, that Final Fantasy movie. Yeah, same kind of like animation style. I actually, I like that movie. I did too, but. Uh, yeah, looks cool. I first thought it was like, is this a video game? I can't figure it out. But it's going to be a series of shorts, I guess. Kind of like uh, yeah. I, I, I'll be I'll be curious to to see how it goes. Like, it's kind of being presented as I don't know if I'd say like a a grim dark universal <laughs> century thing. I was going to say, where does it fit into the timeline? It definitely looks. It looks it, like it, it's following it always, the uh, Zhang, or I mean the Zion. There's always stuff for the one year war because yeah. it obviously lasted longer than a year. Yeah, the yeah. one year. Uh, I will. I will say, like, um, I was talking with a, a friend of mine, and we were looking at the design, and there was something that just kind of felt weird about the Gundam. Like, like there's there's little things about the designs that that just have like an uncanny valley, and I, I swear it's the Gundams. Like, it looks like it's got a helmet. Uh, you know, like a lot of a lot of Gundams have kind of a helmet over like a face. Yeah. Does it look thing? like it has been mishmashed with an atlas? Well, well, the thing is, like the helmet side of it is like the same side as the head, so it looks like it's it's wearing a helmet that's too small <laughs> on it. Like I've tried to remember it, seeing it's a hard Gundam to describe, it. but it it's just that a weird little thing. Um, you know, hopefully it looks better in animation, like. I know, I know. That's always kind of a thing with with still images. Oh, you uh, just thought it was still because in the uh, in the trailer it just shows the Zeon forces. I think I don't think it ever shows the. Uh... Yeah, there there's a, a still image of a, a picture of the Gundam that's going to be in it. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it'll it'll be I'll be interested to see how it goes. Um, you know, I, I will say, uh, you know, historically the the u.s uh productions on on you know uh asian like japanese projects and stuff like that tend to come with different uh attitudes and flavors yeah. especially especially war yeah they don't ones. have the uh the the background where the war was bad and bad things happened yeah <laughs> they have it more like we there, won so <laughs> this is war is good right there, there's a little bit of that so the war is great <laughs> yeah where japanese it's, never it's, th that's never the theme in japanese wars <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's how did it go in the hot shots cartoon war it's great <laughs> yeah like i don't i don't know we'll see I, we'll, we'll it see. could be fun you know, hope it goes well like it, never, it, visually, never it looks. I think it'll be fun. That's all matters. Visually, yes. it might be fun. I don't know about story wise. Usually, the stories are pretty weak on these shorts, but we'll see. Hopefully, they include some levity. Like, like I think I it think didn't look like it. <laughs> it. It doesn't look like it, but like that's that's a thing. Like, 
I think people forget in even some of the like Iron Blooded Orphans is a very dark, grim show, but even that has moments of of comedy and levity and and whatnot. Yeah. So I, it it's an important thing to to include, I would say. So well, it is called Requiem for Vengeance, so that doesn't scream yeah. fun. <laughs> Requiem for Vengeance. I, I, a little I bet pretentious. It's, it's just gonna be <laughs> is some Ju- weird is Judas the Priest doing the theme games. song? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I could hear Rob Halford screaming, working for vengeance. Could be. Well, well, Thunderbolt had a big like jazz theme going, right? So maybe, maybe this, <laughs> this is, is metal, the, uh, yeah. the metal version. <laughs> we're, bringing, we're bringing Judas Priest for working for vengeance. Uh, so that's all my Comstar. Anybody else? Any Comstar? Uh, not really. I again, just fixing things up, and Gen Con have been t- taking up all my. Yeah, we should mention Gen Con. Taking up my time. When this comes out, Gen Con will be on or very Full soon. Swing. It's when Gen Con. No, it's the following weekend, I think. It's Gen Con from the first. It's in it like the sixth or something like that. Gen Con. Oh, it's like the yeah second. It's like the fourth to the sixth or something yeah, like, something that. like that. So mm-hmm. hey, if you're at Gen It'll Con, be just a couple days. Uh, yeah. if, if you do come to Gen Con, you can come visit Mantic Booth. What is it? Six thirty three. Six thirty three. You can see, say Comes hi to me and Rob. Yeah, we'll be there doing <laughs> demos for various games. So, uh, probably won't have much time to talk about mechs, but you can say hi because <laughs> yes. we're usually busy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Brian, you got anything? Um, well, a couple of things. Uh, and and part of this is always kind of the dichotomy of like when when we record a show versus <laughs> when the episode airs versus that. <laughs> Uh, but the finale oh, for yeah. uh, Gun of Witcher Mercury yeah, right. happened, and and it was great. Like uh, I I really like how things wrapped up. Uh, like very very few things that like kind of leave your head scratching. I find it uh, a re- little rushed, maybe at the end. Yes, it it, yeah, it could have used another whole season, I think. But <laughs> it could. Heck, I I would love a, another season of of that uh, that particular entry. Um, even, but yeah, even just like one more episode, I think could have, could have just given them a little bit more breathing room for everything that they were wrapping up. But even um, so it's probably the most coherent, uh, ending of a Gundam show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it all made it, sense. It, it wrapped things up. Well, we had, we had a moment of, we had a couple super weapons, you know, we had a couple of mechs. There was a lot of we, drama. We, yeah. Between we thought fake deaths and yep. Yep. And uh, so no, it was it was really great, and um, I'm I'm really looking forward to like uh, as we've said it before, we've seen a huge uh, like kind of in the social community space, been seeing a lot of people going, hey, you know, I love Witcher Mercury, I'm I'm really digging these Gundam shows. Where should I go next? And and you know, we're seeing kind of resurgence of you know you people checking out original Gundam. People looking into Double O and and Gundam Seed and Seed, Gundam yeah. Wayne, you know, um, you know a lot of these a lot of these great shows that when you think about it, it's like there's a lot of different Gundam out there for for people to to pick up and check out. So yeah, I think it was a lot more um, accessible than the the last one that they did. The uh, the one was like a continuation of another story. So this one was an actual contained story. It went mm-hmm. it was what thirteen episodes, something like that, and yeah, just went. Yeah, through it. it was. Like two seasons of of thirteen, fourteen, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But it, so, uh, yeah, it wrapped up uh, succinctly. All came out pretty quick together. It didn't take years mm-hmm. coming out between seasons or anything. So, yeah, that that definitely helped. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it really doesn't feel like it was two seasons. It almost yeah. feels like it was just one well, long one. Yeah, because it was. Uh, a, I think break the break between the seasons was like a couple weeks. It wasn't even. I mean, I know in the. Uh, in the, even in the uh, thing I was looking at the episodes, it never even had a seasons. It was always just mm. you know continuous numbers. So, so mm. obviously now that it's all out, go check it out. Yeah, now that it's all do. out, I can now I can go watch it. Yeah, um, for sure, and, it's worth. And, it. and it does have an English dub. Like they they did um, a simul dub with it, and uh, I, I listened to a couple of clips. I watched the sub version, but I watched the sub version personally. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. Um, but uh, you know. No, nothing against the English dub. I, think I actually, it, but that'd be fun great. to go back and watch it again, dubbed, because yeah. the, the voice, the certain voices are so iconic in the Japanese. Yes. it'd be hard to hear them as anything but that. 
there there is a lot of a lot of the actors like the voice cast like were able to add a whole lot of nuance mm-hmm. to to their their voices and intonations and everything and you know having not speaking a, a lick of yeah. of Japanese uh, you you could pick up those kind of little things so sure. I'm I'm really curious uh, how well the the English cast was able to uh, kind of replicate that and and do their own spin on yeah. it um, but uh, yeah I I'm really happy to hear how well received uh, that that series is and. You know, hey, if 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 you're tuning into Mobile Lab Radio for the first time, uh, because because of the show, you know, welcome, <laughs> and uh, and we talk about all sorts of stuff here. <laughs> so, yeah, we're not too much Gundam lately though, but <laughs> so so I will say, like, it it did click for me right away. Um, but the the final mech for our our main character Suleta, uh, I I gotta hand it to him, like, the the creativity on board, like, so she flies into battle carrying like a what looks like just a big cannon right with a with a booster out of the back it's it's a full-on witch's broom yep like <laughs> and the whole thing's based uh, on the tempest and it looks great like it looks fantastic it's all based on the tempest so its name is caliban and yeah no oh. mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 when you there's a lot of subtext going on like i'm sure people really get into it but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty mm-hmm. cool but um, enough gushing about that. Go check out the show. Uh, it's it's wonderful. And, um, and yeah, so uh, apart from that, uh, I think the only thing that the next thing that comes to mind is um, actually speaking of, you know, doing Dead Zone and, and stuff with, with Mantic Games, uh, they're actually rolling out a new update for their, their game Firefight, uh, which is kind of a squad-based, uh, you know, battle game um uh on big tables and so on and um and kind of with that it does they're rolling out a whole lot of new uh uh mech design or not mech designs necessarily but vehicles uh is a really big emphasis uh with this release and including uh kind of a new game mode uh which they're calling annihilation um with the the whole concept of that being more mechanized focused combat where where you have uh you know your list building as it were uh starts from like you have mechanized units and non-mechanized units and uh you unlock the non-mechanized by taking more mechs and so that's vehicles and mechs yeah so you could end up with a huge list of bunch of striders running around in a whole list that'd be kind of fun oh yeah I don't know if I'm, I have enough for that, but <laughs> I, I'm so looking forward to having a full like I can I can do the OAth MS team now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as as a legal list yeah, to be, go yeah, on. Yeah, because there wasn't enough uh, troops before. Yeah. Yeah, it was always it was always difficult to fit three striders in a in a list. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. A lot of the the new additions for it. Uh, they're like small. A lot of them are small upgrades to existing uh, model kits, which, which you know, some people can can you know love it or hate it. But I would say like what it's gonna what it allows for is uh, a lot more variety in those vehicles. Yeah. And and now we can really kind of we're gonna see a lot more experimentation with different kind of loadouts on vehicles. Like, okay, do I take the extra armor? Or do I take the arm piercing gun? Do I yeah, you know, it's a lot more yeah, variety. Yeah, so so I think it's 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 a smaller step, but I think it's gonna really uh, lead to some some pretty excellent play. So I'm looking forward to that. That's uh, gonna be coming out. I think it's at the end of August. Is uh, pre-orders are up now, but I think that's when the book is officially gonna be releasing, and then throughout the rest of the year they're rolling out um, some of those kits. So. Uh, yeah, go go check that out if if that's uh, you know your your game of of choice. Uh, I recommend it and hope you have fun. Pat, so I, I have a question for you. Yes. How how many Pathfinder points did or did Brian just earn? <laughs> that counts as a demo. Is that right? a demo? Yeah. Does that count as a demo? <laughs> he, gets he gets a thumbs up from Pharaoh. Thumbs up. A go. nice crisp thumbs up. I'll take it. Um. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, otherwise, um, yeah, I haven't been uh, reading or playing. Uh, no. Well, 
apart from uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which we've are, we have established is a mech mechs. game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can make you can make all sorts of mechs in that. Um, but uh, but I digress. That's that's kind of what I had on on my uh, Comstar. Okay, we'll uh, go on to the the main show this month, and that's going to be Mech Mech Bay Hangar. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking indie games for Indie Month. So we have a lot of games to talk about. Now entering the Mech Bay Hangar. Welcome to Mech Bay Hangar. We're going to be talking indie games. It is Indie Month, so we're going to try to get some indie games highlighted here. Is it Indie Games Month or just Indie Month, like the month for Indianapolis? Well, that's next or month. The is, month uh, of Gen Indiana Con. Jones. Oh. Well, the, actually, July was technically a new month. That's when we're recording this. This is now August, but hey, you know how time okay. works. But uh, yeah, Indie lovely. Games Month. So uh, we thought we'd focus on a couple uh, mech games that people may not have heard of or don't know enough about. Uh, we're going to start with Brian. Brian, what is the game that you brought to talk about today? Sure. Monopoly. Um, <laughs> is there mechs in Monopoly? There could be. I bet there's a mech version. I bet there's some it's... kind of version of mechs in it, yeah. There's a Metal Gear Solid 4 Risk game. <laughs> We're going to make a Gundam Monopoly. I, I would be surprised if there's not Gundam Monopoly in Japan. I'd be very surprised. They have so many Monopoly skins everywhere. So I must look now. Well, you look so while Brian I, I, talks. Yes. I will say, um, before I get into the, my pick for the, the topic here, uh, I did want to shout out, I, I shared it in our uh, Facebook group, a mobile armor radio, but uh, actually, as we're recording this, uh, the itch.io uh, is hosting their mech jam, uh, which is a, a game jam for creating mecha games and uh, video if, games if you're or looking... just any games, video games, tabletop games. Uh, the whole thing with a with a game jam is that you have a short. Uh, kind of window to complete the project. Usually you have a couple of requirements. Uh, I've actually participated in the past. I yeah, made we a Strider a, game. Yeah, my little Strider game. And uh, and it, it's been going, I think this is on its fourth or fifth year, um, and which is which is pretty cool. And uh, there's there's been some pretty neat projects already coming out of that. So uh, if you're interested in kind of indie video games and stuff, uh, go check that out. That itch.io is a great resource for that. But I digress. That's uh, that's my honorable mention. <laughs> um, but the the game that I picked uh, for for today's topic is one called Gunframe. This Anime is when I got confused about my Warframe earlier. This yes. it all happens together now. <laughs> it, it's funny because Warframe is a very different is a different game from yeah, this game. <laughs> I think every word the, every co- combination of words is a game. So. Which is why you, you threw me before where I was like, I didn't recommend Warframe to you. My brother plays it for like a thousand hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, Gunframe, anime mecha battle game uh, from, uh, I have it in front of me here. Peril Planet. Peril Planet, uh, by, developed by uh, Nathan Russell. And, uh, and basically what we have is uh, a miniature agnostic game uh for for kind of mecha squad based combat and uh i i'd stumbled upon this i think during uh one of the like drive through rpg bundle kind of things uh it, it kind of just wound up in a big pool and i just happened to to scanning through all the files that i got out of that mm-hmm. uh that bundle i uh, happened upon this one and and yeah it's so um like some some things about it that I thought were were kind of neat is that um, there's it, it it takes place like on a three by three uh, table. You have options to do um, you know different styles of of play, uh, but it keeps a lot of the the rules ultimately pretty simple um, as far as like core mechanics. So. Like uh, when you're loading out your mech and everything like that, you have like a close combat, uh, short, medium, and long range are kind of your options. Those all have set ranges to them. Uh, so uh, you, the the big part of the game, and I think where it really shines, is the 
kind of creation of, of your mech and your, your team, as it were, because there's, there's a big emphasis not only on your, your mech's loadout, but also on your pilots. And uh, what you do is basically have a, a point set for um, that you're, you're building your list towards. And the, you get to pick from uh, different sets, different classes of, of mechs. Uh, I believe it's like scout, light, medium, heavy, and super heavy. And they each have a number of, of kind of build points uh, and that you can basically go spend then on those loadouts, um, but also abilities. So if you wanted to say, okay, I'm going to have my mech and it's going to be able to fly. Uh, I want it to be able to, um, you know, have have a multi-target missile launcher or something like that. Like there's there's a lot of little uh, upgrades that you then add into this mech design, um, and it makes for you know just a very creative, flexible. Like I'm I'm building this mech unit to serve a role or purpose in my in my list, and then uh, kind of with that too. Um, you know, you're able to, you have your pilots uh, and you can add abilities to your pilots then, but they, they all kind of have like a point cost to it. So ultimately you're, you're kind of building towards um, a point total. And so there's, there's a fun balancing thing there, but uh, like the things that I, I found really compelling, I'm going to scroll to <laughs> scroll to the list of uh, uh, abilities here specifically for the pilots, if I can find the right page. I'm on the wrong page. There you are. OK. So um, like things things with pilots can be something like you can say, this pilot is an ace, uh, which which gives them uh, additional kind of special points per, per round. Um, you have you know things like uh, cautious. The unit counts is always in heavy cover. Um, but there's also these fun ones that are like linked abilities, uh, where it's one where it's like buddies. So if one buddy is attacked by an enemy, either or both buddies may react just as they had been attacked. Um, and it, it costs like little extra, um, uh, like call, we'll call them, they're called focus points, but basically like little command points from firefight. You have a, a pool that you get at the beginning of each round. And you can use them to spend on these extra abilities, um, and so I, I just love that idea that there's there's abilities here where your pilots um, are are linked together, um, and and kind of can create a, a couple of synergy type elements. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like I, I realized I glossed over a lot of the core rules <laughs> of it, where it's like you know you. You have basic movement with um, tape measures. You're rolling d6s. You're creating, um, uh, you know, your stats um, for your your weapons and everything like that. Equal your dice pool, mm. and then so on on four ups is a hit, um, and then sixes can do bonus uh, damage or or things like that. Um, and then you have kind of an opposed role for defense. Um, and same kind of thing, like your defense stat gives you your your dice pool for that, and same kind of uh, thing. So, like I said, the the core mechanics of it are very straightforward, very uh, light, um, but in, a, in an elegant way. Like it's not. Um, I, I think there's still a whole lot here that of depth that you can really go to to find those combinations of yeah. Yeah. of uh, abilities. So it all and, comes um, through the uh, abilities. In how they interact and how your pilots interact really affects how the gameplay goes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so like the the game is kind of set for uh, I think he kind of said like um, you know basically each side has at least two or more um, uh, mechs per per side, but obviously you can increase that point cost and uh, and and really kind of build out some big battles. Yeah. yeah, and um, and yeah, and you know kind of with that. Uh, they, they do have some bonus rules that I thought were worth mentioning. Uh, they have uh, options for combiners. So if you wanted to play Voltron, there's rules for Voltron. That's cool. mm. um, there's there's transformers. So if you wanted, you know, so you're they kind added of everything into this. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's conventional troops. So if you wanted tanks and and dudes with you, 
uh, space battle, which I thought was a really uh, fun concept where it's basically well, it's he's like, Gundam everyone's suit. flying. Yeah. <laughs> so, flying. Um, and uh, I'm like, there, there's not a lot of mech games, tabletop games out there no. that are in space. <laughs> no, they, they, they avoid that usually. Yeah. It's kind of, you're yeah. right. It's true. So, um, but yeah, like I said, it's, uh, it's got some really, really neat things uh, going on. Um, and, and really like, you know, reading through this, like I said, it's, it's miniature agnostic, but I thought like, man, this would be a great fit for, um, you know, I, I like those little chibi mech uh, oh, don't say um, those words to Pat. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say them out loud. Uh, where where you know you have uh, it was a very like customizable uh, mecha yeah. uh, type uh, uh, model set and STLs and it's like man that would fit really well in a in a space like this where where you can have Chibi, a, a chibis don't of... fit anywhere. <laughs> Outcasts. Outcasts. Outcast. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but but yeah, so uh, I definitely recommend checking this out. It's actually is on, like I said, uh, Drive Through RPG, and and it is on itch.io. Uh, the guy uh, Nathan Russell, like he he even has a little thing in the back uh, where he talks about. I was like, I'm gonna be honest, I made this game for me because yeah. uh, I wanted I wanted to have fun, uh, a fun little mech. I'm sure game. he's just like the rest of us, find, trying to find that perfect mech yeah. game, and he decided mm-hmm. to make it. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> And, and another another big point uh, that I appreciate is a quick reference sheet that is one page long. Oh, yeah, that's that's a must nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely definitely give this game a, a look. See if if that sounds uh, right up your alley. I think it's. Uh, I didn't get a chance to play it before recording, but like just reading through it, like I read through like the whole book in it's like I think it's like seventy four pages, uh, maybe total. That's the beauty um, of indie games. Usually, they don't uh, pad them out for hundreds. Yeah, of Yeah, they don't. They don't mess around. Yeah. So, uh, and that that includes like some pre-made lists and and like little factions that that are are created as sample ones. So, uh, yeah, if that if that sounds like a if you're looking for a a kind of rules light but fun uh, mecha game, check out Gunframe. Uh, it's a, it's a good one. Yeah, it sounds cool. Uh, we'll move on to Pat then. Pat, what are you bringing to the show today? All right, I am bringing something I kickstarted a while ago. I kickstarted also. Did you? Yeah. So it's called Fifty One Fifty Star Army Total War. It's kind of a generic system made by Two R War Games. Uh, uh, author is Ed Tajira, and <coughs> excuse me. And kind of each one of these things is kind of its own thing like there's a squad version where you play a leader and just troops then there's moves up to armies then there's a tanks and mechs version there's an rpg version there's an rpg (laughs) version there is so many versions there is a uh a a starship one i think yep space combat yeah and so and it all kind of it's based around his, his little reaction reaction system he calls it uh so it's a miniature agnostic game uh there's four four types uh or three or four types of factions in the base game that he uses uh one's gay prime one's free companies hishin and zuzu and i i don't know enough about the 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 races to describe them what they look like Um, yeah uh, and there is bugs. Um, <laughs> you got to have some uh, starship trooper action. Yeah. So the way that so his reaction is the heart of the two-hour war game, as he calls it, the reaction test. Basically, it's representing how well your commander or pilot handles stress and everything. So mm-hmm. while you may get to move first in the game, it's not a you go, I go kind of type of game. You roll to see who goes, who activates first, right? Who gets to move their models. And then you roll a reaction test based on your commander, your pilot's reputation. And that's anywhere from one to five. And you want to roll your, do you usually rolling 2d6s plus or minus one uh, for adjustments, but you want to roll below your reputation. So you want to start with a higher reputation if you can. Uh, and then that, whoever gets the most successes out of that kind of basically gets to dictate 
who get uh shouldn't say dictates, but they get to react first. So they get to do, you know, the different things like shooting, uh fighting, melee and all that other things. So um It's almost like an initiative system of sorts then. Yeah, almost like an initiative system. But uh and then but once you do it then you have these tests that are based against some of your attributes. Most of most of the time it's your reputation. Uh like shooting it's uh two D six plus whatever you are your reputation again, you're still uh rolling below that. And this system is basically covers almost all the versions of the game. Uh, which, how it works or what you do, then it depends how big your army is and stuff. There's yeah, rosters yeah. you get. So like, yeah, uh, it goes from huge scale to down to like you say, RPG scale. So yeah, you can even play one. And uh, one of the cool things too, is there is a solo mode, which almost is the same as playing a second player, except for there's what they call a possible enemy force chart that you would roll on. And it tells you where to move the enemy chits. You because it comes with chits uh, that you can use as uh, like scanner blips, and you can move them around. And then as you roll through the charts, it tells you whether that was a false alarm, was a tumbleweed, or was it a real uh, an enemy mm-hmm. mech. Um, and uh, so, what else am I going with this? Oh, so two versions of the mech ways to play. You can play the traditional way where you measure and then you, uh, but you don't, there's no pre-measuring, but, but you measure movement, there's movement, you, then there's range for shooting and stuff, and then there's what they call a, the grid system he's got. It's uh, basically laid out a board, and the, the examples I see are set up for nine. And so, when you activate, you act your, your model in the, the square that you're in, and so then you move like dead zone mm. to the next queue, but you're not moving multiple queues. You just move to the next queue adjacent sure. to. Uh, but if you can't, if you can see the enemy, you can't interact with it unless it's in the same cube you are in. It, it yeah. represents like huge areas on the battlefield. Yeah. I assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's roughly something like that, and that's uh, one of the cooler ways to play the solo mode. I think because then the, the little chits will move around the grid, and you gotta. Things like that. Down and yeah, see yeah. what it is, and yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh-huh. And it's it's fairly generic in that sense. And once again, the play is very fast again. Right? Yeah, and the play yeah. is very fast. You know, it's it's uh, built for two hour war. You know, they they stress uh, rules to so you can just play the game. Yeah, kind of that's, it's kind of in their name. Fast. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, mech-wise, there's six mechs. Uh, there's lights, there's a light jumper, a medium jumper, a medium, a heavy, and assault. Um, assault being the biggest. Uh, there's armor, front armor and side armor, and there's speed. Um, so it keeps it pretty simple, yeah. Yeah, there's not much stats here, I'm looking at at a list here. Uh, if you're playing, uh, it, there's, it, these charts are set up so you can even do it randomly. If you don't want to pick your army, you can just say, let's do three rolls each. Mm. And then you roll 2d6 and you pick a, a pick. It tells you which mech it is. Yeah, so it's like uh, you want to just get something on the game. Like you have limited time, you want to get something yeah. down. It and then you good. also ran, you can actually randomly roll your rep. Uh, so like this Hishin race, I'm looking at it now. They have no any. They have no one that can take a rep five. It, it's xed out in their charts. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. For all in all, it's a very nice system. We kickstarted it a while ago. When we got the hard copies, you can get the PDFs online at twohourwargames.com. That's T-W-O. T-W-O. Uh, there's several books for each different type of play you want. If you want to play mechs, uh, mechs and tanks is great. Uh, do you need the uh, base book to, and then you just get those as supplements, or is that everything you need right in that book? I think it, the, from what I see, because I read the the squad one when I first got it, and then I read the tank one when we decided to do this, and I don't see too much difference in the beginning. Yeah, other it's, than it's, it, it, it's, it's all it says tanks and mechs. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's uh, I haven't seen anything in this tank and mech book that needs that is referred to me to go it's back. Not, to, yeah, go back to the main book. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, I like, mean, the rules like aren't that. that aren't that big anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, it's uh, there's just 
reaction tests or activations test to see who goes first. Then your reaction test to see who activates first, and then there's charts it's that you roll on back and forth, and then yeah, yeah, and then the charts that you roll on for shooting. Uh, you get nice little in the book. It's uh, not perforated, but it's folded that you can cut them out, and they're nice little hard. I don't know if you can see that charts that come out of the book. <laughs> yeah, it's all spiral so bound, see. which is interesting yeah. too. So you can lace flat and everything, which is nice. Yeah, so there's like a chart for shooting that you would roll on, uh, and things like that. So uh, basically, you want to get. Oh, uh, one of the things too is that. Uh, it's D6 based, and all sixes are always fails, no matter what. Yeah, because high is bad in this game. Yeah, high is bad. So gotcha. uh, basically, you want to do most of the time, since you're mostly rolling two dice, the the max success you're trying to get is two. Yeah. So there's yeah. not there's Snake not Snake uh, eyes. Yeah, there's not a a horde of dice you need to roll. There's no counting up how many dice you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just dice like grab two just, dice yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, and just roll it up, and then look on the chart. I got one success. What happens in that? And after a while, you kind of the charts are sure, fairly yeah. basic. After a while, you just memorize what you get, what yeah, happens. Yeah. You'll know, yeah. And you go from there. So, yep. uh, fifty-one fifty Star Army. I, I recommend it if you're looking actually for a really quick miniature agnostic game, too. Uh, and that covers all sorts of war games, including yeah, Texamex. Uh, as we were ta- as I was reading this, I was thinking, oh wow! If you look at my background, I have a bunch <laughs> of these figs. Drop Zone uh, Commander, thinking, is it? Yeah, I was thinking, wow, well, <laughs> since I don't play Drop Zone Commander anymore, I could, uh, or I don't have anyone to play with, I shouldn't say don't. <laughs> uh, uh, I could definitely use these walkers and, as light mechs or medium mechs yeah, in the game. That's the beauty of these uh, these agnostic games. We have so many mechs that we 3D printed or just have from other games that it's, mm-hmm. it's fun to reuse them in other things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it's a, it's worth getting, and they're not that expensive. It's not that expensive rule book. It. Um, yeah, also the beauty of these uh, indie games is, you, it, like you said, it's it's one or two people. For, you know, these companies aren't yeah. big. They're not. You're not feeding the corporate overlords. You're just paying these yeah. people. You know, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, cool. fifty one fifty. Enjoy it. I it looks like it's it uh, it's a fun game. Uh, yeah. Definitely try it out. Um, yeah, sounds Especially cool. if you, someone says, I don't have any miles for Battletech. Blah, blah, blah. You know, there's always some kind of excuse. Well, let's try this <laughs> then. Or, I don't want to play a game that long. All right, well, let's yeah, try this quick. Set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So. As for myself, I, uh, I chose to talk about a game called Salvage Union. It's brand new, just was on Kickstarter. And it's uh, just, I think it's available now or it's coming up very soon. The beta is out, so I, uh, this is the beta review, really. Um, it's by Leyline Press. It's written by Alid Lawler and uh, Paniotius Lines. Sorry if I got your name wrong. I suck at pronunciation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a uh, post-apocalyptic RPG, so this is not a tactics game like you guys. Are, well, Pat kind of talked about everything, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is a uh, post-apocalyptic... There's various reasons why the world went to... Uh, crap there's giants wastelands and uh the rich the one percent live in domed cities or Did under the ocean giant wastelands or giants and wastelands i think a bit of both because there's uh, some crazy monsters <laughs> in this game too. <laughs> uh anyways this game is uh yeah you're in the wastelands you're trying to eco to living either you like if you're not one of the one percent you're usually like you know dirt farmers kind of so these are the, yeah, the uh, i'm one of the one percent <laughs> the salvage union is uh they're kind of trying to go against the uh the rich people and as their name suggests they're out in the wasteland salvaging various stuff either mechs or uh or whatever they find technology and uh they uh are live in giant moving cities uh there was that movie that came out that long ago that had giant moving city in it but uh, very similar to that and oh yeah, yeah mortal this, engines mortal yeah they were really, where they ate each other for fuel the hunger city chronicles but uh i don't think you'd have to eat each other for fuel these guys are all nuclear the mechs are nuclear powered so i assume the giant cities are also nuclear powered um <laughs> yeah so they're in the wastelands trying to find this tech to keep their cities going and uh as i mentioned is mechs it's all you're in these giant mechs going to rummage for salvage uh 
and there's various threats in the wasteland from uh, the the rich have their own people out there. There's also giant mutated monsters and things like that. Um, for the gameplay, it's uh, it's really rolling light storytelling kind of game, which I think is very mm. popular amongst the kids nowadays. Uh, it is D20 based, but it's, it's the only die you only one D20 is all you need. And uh, <laughs> you only roll if you if uh, something you try and do is very difficult or to attack things. It's the only other time you roll. Uh, there's a chart that you compare against. So on, on 20s, you nail it. 11 to 19 success. 6 to 10 is success, but consequences. 2 to 5 is failure. And 1 is cascade failure, which obviously is, is not good. <laughs> uh, not great. So it's, uh, yeah. So it's not much. You're, you don't have you don't have stats. Like you don't have any other, like your mech can do certain things. It's got, it's kind of like a mecha hack where it's, everything has a, uh, there's a lot of different systems that you add to your mech and that influences how it acts and how, what it does. But, uh, gotcha. that really affects how they play it. And also each pilot there's, uh, there's in the beta, there's six different pilots and six, six different mechs. And, uh, they kind of have different abilities to affect how you play. Um, huh. Uh, the different types of character archetypes in the beta are hauler, which is a expert at moving big salvage. So they're kind of like the truckers. Uh, you got the scouts, which are kind of a sniper class. You got soldiers, old veterans, kind of regular fighters, hackers, uh, you, you can affect other mech systems, which is kind of fun. Engineers, obviously fixing stuff and salvagers, which are good at salvaging. It's kind of in their name. Uh, and there's six mech types. There's the Atlas, which is a big salvage mover. They're kind of associated with the pilots. Gopher is a fast, uh, fast scout mech. Brawler is a fighter. Mantis is a lightweight hacking mech. Magpie is an industrial mech, and Jackhammer is a mining mech. So, the game is really based around you're going to go <clears> to the <throat> wasteland, trying to find stuff. You're rolling on charts to uh, to see what you find for salvage. It's the major component of the game. So you're salvaging up, seeing how good the salvage is, and also uh, what you find. And uh, in the in the process of salvaging, you're going to be coming across uh, big monsters. Uh, the beta does have uh, a bunch of enemies that you can fight and even a sample adventure, so it's always good. Beta is totally free, so you can go check it out at uh, Leyline Press. We'll have the the uh, the uh, the link in the show notes so you can check it out yourself. It looks real fun. Uh, like I say, it's it's amazing to these games nowadays where they they really take it out of the realm of <coughs> old school D and D where you're rolling all the time. Nowadays, it's all about uh, storytelling and, uh, and, and the friends we made along the way. Yeah. You're, you're definitely, uh, it's much more interpersonal than just mm. battling. Like um, we plug for another show that Pat and I do called uh, Dragon's Tome. We're going through dragon magazine, every, every issue from the beginning. And those early ones, it's all about combat. They're just, it's yeah. not about role playing at all. It's all about, this is a combat <laughs> game, you know? So, it's a it's amazing in the what fifty year, well more than that now right how many years yeah fifty years I guess about that it's uh how it's changed the idea of role playing is really modified over those years to this kind of game yeah but uh, yeah looks fun I'm really interested in picking it up I don't know if they're gonna be at Gen Con but if they are hopefully they'll have some copies I might uh, try to steal some from them or buy them nice. legitimately <laughs> but uh, salvage it here for... <laughs> yes. If, if there's any thefts, uh, Leyline Press. I don't know if they're at Gen Con. They, they seem to be very small. I assume Gen Con's usually for the medium to it's large big, companies. But maybe they're in the indie section. Could be. It'd be nice to... Hopefully they are there. But, uh, yeah, we wanted to, to, to focus on these indie games. Like I said, we also had that interview with uh, Kaiju vs. Mecha. That's another indie game coming out on Kickstarter. Uh, I think that interests us the most nowadays. Anybody can play Battletech or anybody can play these big games, but uh, yeah, indie games. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. You guys There's a, a lot of creativity. Yeah. yeah that's Like uh, Brian said, itch.io, if you go on there and type in mech, there is hundreds of mech games. Some of them are like psychological horrors. Some are just straight up war games. Some are, it's just amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. every kind of genre and since we're mech oriented, every kind of mech game you could imagine <laughs> is pretty much yeah. out there. So that being said, I still like a good game of Battletech. And I still like a good game of yeah. Cav. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, even Cavs not that big. I would say Cavs barely <laughs> above indie. Yeah. So they still they got a really good double A. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. right. It's not it's not quite indie. It's just uh, next level up. 
but uh, yeah. yeah, it's not it's no Catalyst. Catalyst is in the mech genre. I would think they're the biggest company. I'm trying to think of anything else that would be even close. Wow, then 40k or something like that. I guess they're technically uh, a mech game. I wouldn't. They got mechs in them. them. They got mechs in them, but they don't use them like. No, it's not, not the focus of the game. They're not mech centric, and so if we're talking mech centric, BattleTech is probably Catalyst probably the biggest. biggest. Yeah, and I would yeah. have to say, as far as line and range, Cat would have to be a second. Yeah, but they and they've been around yeah. for quite a long time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so check out itch.io. Check out that uh, mech jam. It's mech jam, right? Mm-hmm. I got the name right this time. Yeah, mech jam. And definitely check out these <laughs> games that we reviewed because uh, we thought thought they're cool. And uh, and if I, they have any that they know of, feel yes. free to share it in yeah. our community. Yes, any indie games, mech games that you're interested in, comment below anything on you, YouTube. Yeah. Or... Anything you think we missed, let us know. At the Facebook wall. <laughs> well, obviously, we missed a lot. But, uh, or if you <laughs> played, there's a lot out there. Or if you played any of the three games we talked about, let us know how you liked yeah. them, too. Or, and uh, or if we screwed anything up, I doubt we did because we're perfect. <laughs> Uh, anything else about indie games, guys? Before we move on to the Xville. No, just uh, I think we there's a nice a nice variety here. Mm-hmm. You got your mech, then you got your mech slash roll, and then you had your roll. So yep, it's true. We went the full gambit, which is good. <laughs> okay, we'll be back for the Xville and finish off this episode. Thanks to August, we're in August now. <laughs> Yay, August! Yay. Just so you know, the year is half over then. Uh, don't say things like that. Uh, six, six months away from Christmas? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Yeah. And anyone anyone who was in their 20s, guess what? You're old now. <laughs> Just because we're in August? Uh, <laughs> no, because time, is, because, time is, August. because time is going so fast. They're like, oh my God, it's, I'm almost 28 now. But yeah. Guess what? You're old. Sucks. I wish I was 28 again. Oh, I don't wish I was 28. Maybe 32. Okay, enough of this rabble. We're going to the Xville. Let's Xville out of here. Welcome to the Xville. Finishing off this episode. I'll remember to say, like, share, subscribe, comment below, like we said. About your... Anything, really. We like all comments. Click the bell. Click the bell so you get notifications whenever we... I don't think the bell works. Something. I, I think the bell's uh, uh, yes. <laughs> no, the bell works because it shows up a lot on my YouTube when I... Do you click bells? Yeah, so... It probably does. No, but it shows up. YouTube has bells. It does have. It does, it does have. have but bells. when I, uh, but like I when I log into my YouTube, sometimes I'll have a, a bell notification. Someone has commented on your video. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh, we definitely get. I uh, get notifications when people comment, which is nice. Yeah. So but do comment. I like reading comments. Also, uh, join mm-hmm. our Facebook group. Yeah, look for Mobile Arm Radio. Follow yes. us on Twitter. It's still a thing, I guess. Uh, Don't know if the bell works there anymore. <laughs> We don't have an, we don't have the the other one. I might be on Threads. I think I did do a Mobile Armor Radio on Threads. Maybe. Oh, did you really? No, I don't gotta, think so. Gotta claim that market fast. I think I have my own personal one on Threads because you have to have an Instagram account. No, you don't have a Mobile Armor Radio Instagram account. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Visit uh, uh, our other podcast. Brian does Dead Zone the podcast monthly, yep. pretty much. Yep. More more often probably than monthly. Uh, mostly monthly <laughs> for the main show, but yeah. we've been doing all sorts of interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, you guys always have sideshows going on. Sideshow. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and Pat and I are also on Dragonstone. We mentioned it before. If you're interested in Dungeons Dragons, or t- actually just Dragon Magazine, because it's got all different stuff. Yeah. Marvel if you're old, old school T TSR role playing games, or you're from that era, go yep. take a listen. It's always mm-hmm. fun when we, I think we're in 1985 now, so it's always fun when we come up a, up to a game that's just being advertised yeah. for the first time. We're like, oh my God, this game. 1985. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's great to see the games that we, I played then now come, and see the advertisement just coming out. Yeah. Like I think our last episode, uh, Battletech, was just, we saw some Battletech minis. I don't even think Battletech's out yet. Just in the uh, Ralph Parth the miniatures, minis. they showed some Battletech <laughs> minis. So it's fun nice. times. Um, yeah, other than that, please come back next month for another exciting episode yeah. of the Mobile Armor Radio. And come, uh, come visit us at Gen Con if you happen to be there, 633. Yep, come say hi. It's a lot of stuff's going on Gen Con, it should be fun. There's some, mm-hmm. uh, I know that there's some artists I follow on Twitter 
that are going to be there. So I have to check that out. Yeah. So. I'm curious to see if uh, Catalyst will have the Irby again. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> they they paid a lot of money for that, so they they have to well, use it every time they can. <laughs> I was I was wondering if they'd use another get another mech. Oh, I don't think so. That must have cost. You can imagine how much that cost to have a giant inflatable oh, yeah. anything. Oh, I know exactly how much it costs. <laughs> I looked into it. I wanted a I giant to pat. I did look into it because I was looking to see if we can get a peacekeeper. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty sweet. But it was a lot of money, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I, I just, it wasn't even like I wasn't even gonna. I just if it was the paper, if I had a paper coat, I would just. <laughs> you're not even like oh, I'll think about it. No, you're like no, yeah. you're right. Just, okay. I can see it now too. Like that's. Uh, it's too bad that's not a thing. <laughs> a peacekeeper. Brian, you start the uh, GoFundMe and we'll uh, get that done. To play to play too yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get, start the GoFundMe and Dead's on the podcast and then we'll get one. I know the Irby at uh, Adepticon almost blew away. So uh, usually mm -hmm. Indianapolis isn't usually, it's usually real nice and calm and sunny. Oh, there's always and, a thunderstorm almost every year though. There is a thunderstorm. Except it's always, for that. It's always hot and humid. Yeah. But it's never windy. I don't find it. It's not a windy city. No, like if it Chicago. was windy, it would be. If, if it was windy, it would be. The heat would be more tolerable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. If you come to Gen Con, have fun and uh, say hi. Yeah. Uh, until then, I've been Rob. I've been Brian. I've been Chopper. We'll be back. Maybe. Maybe we'll be murdered in Indianapolis. How whoa, sad whoa, would that be? whoa! I'll <laughs> be back at least. It'd be the irony that uh, this will be the one. I man won't be there. Yeah, yeah, Brian will. Brian will have the show. Brian will have the memorial Brian. show for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, the irony is that Pat's from Chicago. He'd be murdered in Indianapolis. <laughs> Anyways, enough of, enough murder talk. Let's uh, move on. Let's head on out. All right. Bye bye. Have a good night. This has been. Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.